Welcome to Color Me Green, a podcast focused on making the world a greener place. Today's topic is one I came across when I was scrolling through Instagram, as one does. I follow a few environmentalist pages and I actually find a lot of really cool stuff. Well, stuff that's cool to someone who literally has a podcast talking about climate change, the environment, and all of that. So maybe it's just cool to me, but whatever. We're gonna talk about it. So naturally, when I read that Iceland had built the world's largest carbon-capturing plant, I obviously changed the direction of today's topic and had to write about the orca. Orca is the world's largest plant designed to suck carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. It's located on a barren lava plateau in southwest Iceland. It was constructed by Swiss company Climeworks and Icelandic company Carbfix. Climeworks stated that the plant will be able to remove about 4,400 tons of carbon dioxide every year, which is approximately the equivalent of 870 cars worth of emissions. Climeworks opened the world's first commercial carbon capture facility in Switzerland in 2017. That plant has the ability to capture 900 tons of CO2 per year. Together, that's about 13,000 metric tons. Almost 32 billion metric tons of CO2 were admitted in 2020. So to be able to capture an amount that is capable of making substantial change, we are going to need to start seeing a lot more of these plants. The founder of Climeworks hopes to remove 500,000 metric tons of CO2 from the atmosphere by 2030. They already have plans to build a plant 10 times the size of Orca in the next three years, as well as plants in Scotland and Texas that are planned to capture up to a million metric tons per year. The Orca plant consists of large fans that are built into large boxes similar to shipping containers. The fans suck out carbon dioxide from the air, catching it in filters. The filters are heated, expelling the gas which is then mixed with water and pumped into underground caverns where, over time, the mixture cools and turns into stone. This new carbon capture technology is kind of controversial, and I love going into pros and cons of topics that we discuss here because, like I said in the last episode, most things, besides littering, have both positive and negative things about them. I am not here to try to persuade anyone that everything I talk about is all good or all bad, and that's that, because that's just not how it is. Anyway, this technology is controversial because it's expensive, like most new technologies are, and they take a long time to build. Currently, to build and run these plants, it costs about $600 to $800 per metric ton of carbon dioxide and takes less than 15 months to build. So 13,000 metric tons times the max of $800 is $10,400,000 a year. That's the Iceland and Switzerland plant's cost of production every year, or roughly that. I'm not a math genius or anything. Another reason it's controversial is because of what it does and doesn't do. A lot of articles I read discussed how this kind of technology could distract businesses and governments from working to reduce and eliminate greenhouse gas emission. The way I look at it is, we should be focusing more on reducing our overall emissions instead of just sucking up what we put out and not doing anything to reduce the problem to then, therefore, eliminate it. So a great, or what I think is a great analogy that I thought of, is this. Let's say you live in a dirty house. Trash 
everywhere. It smells. It's just gross. So you light a few candles, spray some Febreze, open a window or two, and then it doesn't smell anymore for a while. But your house is still dirty. You aren't cleaning it. Therefore, it is going to continue to smell, and you are going to continue to have to light candles and spray Febreze and open windows to make it smell less bad. But if you just cleaned it up and got rid of the cause of the smell, then you wouldn't have to spend time to cover it up. Either way, carbon capture is an amazing new technology that is great for the time being and can be great in the future. But it's only going to be impactful long-term if we go about changing our habits and creating less greenhouse gases overall. I'm really glad I stumbled upon that post on Instagram and we could all learn a little something about the amazing things that some companies are trying to do to help make our home a little cleaner. I want to thank you for listening to today's episode of Color Me Green. New episodes are going to come out weekly and hopefully each one has something you can take away and learn from. I currently have a ton of episodes planned, but if you want to request a certain topic to discuss, please feel free to message me on the show's Instagram at colormegreenpodcast, linked in the show notes. If you loved today's episode, please make sure to leave a review as I will be randomly picking reviews every week as they roll in to read on the show. One of the best ways to help change the world is to share this episode with a friend and let them also learn what they can do to live more sustainably. And as always, remember to reduce, reuse, recycle, and live green. See you next week.